to hit the record button on the thing because I forgot. Mr. Libertarian is here, and he's going to talk to everybody. He's got a presentation here. Everybody's talking about the weather. He's got a presentation he wants to do to kind of show you how you can get involved at a local level. Um, Kim, good morning. Family First, Mike Goober, good morning. Texas Ginger, good morning. Angie, good morning. It's good to see you. Can everybody hear me? It's snowing, it's snowing, it's snowing. This is, we're supposed to get snow too, and that's crap. Hey, good morning. Kristen, good morning. Please keep it up there. Amen. Amen. Just keep your snow, but we're supposed to get it too, so I'm not even gonna, bleh, with the snow. So good morning, everybody. Mr. Libertarian. Hello. Hello. Do you hear me? I think so. I can hear you. I'm going to turn you up just a little bit, though, because I am still rolling with the sound issues. And so I got to get with Salty Nerd and have him help me figure this all out. But gotcha. we're going to make it. So Mr. Libertarian is here. Hi, Sorrow. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Miss. Uh, let's conquer the country hyped for this. Yeah. So what I did this morning, Mr. Libertarian, is I made a video on the Tiki Talk, and I kind of talked a little bit about what we had talked about last night when it comes to getting one or a handful of people from each state and then having them take on their counties. They go to these meetings. They take notes. They don't necessarily have to participate, especially if they're on the Shire side. And then we would have some kind of telegram channel that they could come back, share those notes, and then we would all get together and you know, help them decide kind of which path they want to take. And we can do the email thing and we can do the phone call thing. Um, so that's what, and I tried to tag you in the video this morning, but again, all my videos on the Tiki Talk are going under instant review. Um, okay. So that's kind of where we are now. And so I've got Mr. Libertarian on. He's going to kind of talk to you about why this is important. Um, he's going to talk to you about like the rhino portion of this that we have. So we've got some problems with Republicans in name only who really aren't doing anything for for the country and for america and for its constituents um and then we obviously we have the democrats and the left so he's going to talk a little bit about um, how to potentially change your platform why maybe you would want to change your platform from say conservative or democrat or independent to something a little more um concrete and then we'll talk about some people who are libertarians that we didn't know about um and then he's going to talk about some different things good morning tamalin good morning Angie, you can mark me down for Nevada. Angie, get into my DMs um, or get to me after. I guess I can see these comments. So I'll reach out to you if I can get one or a handful of people from each state. And we're going to kind of organize this a little bit better. Um, and we're going to talk more about that in the up and coming shows. But for today, uh, Mr. Libertarian is going to talk about why it's important. So I'm going to hand this over to him. Good morning, Crystal. And Mr. Libertarian. God, I got to go this way. The show is yours. Hello. Good morning. How's everybody doing? And I appreciate you going up. Thanks for having the show. Appreciate it. Um, so when I took this journey, it was something that I took upon myself. And I thought about how we are, as a country, dealing... Let's put it this way. How many people know a sports team that has only two teams that go to the playoffs every day, every time? And that's the only teams that you get to get to see play at the championship. You don't. You get the NFL, NASCARs, horse racing. All of them have uh, the ability to uh, have multiple players in play and move forward. So when I looked at this whole political spectrum, that was the question that I asked myself. So, but then I was looking for like-minded people. 
that I was like I wasn't a true Republican and I wasn't a true Democrat, but I was really in the middle somewhere, and and uh, and just feeling that this was you know I was looking and I wasn't an independent either. I would consider myself more of a conservative, a fiscal conservative with very high levels of social uh, uh, aspirations. So in this case here, I was uh, I was on TikTok and started playing around, and one of the things that I started coming across was uh, some of the videos. I don't know if you can start sharing uh, my screen. Oh, yeah. Do you need me to do that? Or can you do that? I think you can. I can't. I don't know. I don't know if you can or not. I can do it really quick. Um, so we're going to do this one. There you go. So this is a guy sort of... That's because they use the media. Watch it. If you look at what this guy is saying, he's talking about how... Because they're going for votes, they need you to be separated from each other and turn on each other. So they only want us to be divided over shit that doesn't work at the end of the day. So, with that said, that was going on. That that's what's happening on TikTok. Those who don't see when we we talk about when we are on TikTok or on social media, we talk it from a perspective of Republican or Democrat. and. You have to stop thinking that way. If there's not a left or right issue, it's about American issues, and it's about American first policies. It's about doing the right things in our life, being very uh, conscious to our community. And this is where the questions start diving in, is where do we make the difference in our, in our lives? And really, it's about going back into our community. It's about going back to the roots of our neighbors, our family, our friends that live among us. And that's where we can start making a difference. And so I started this quest, and I started going into different alternative news media and other information. I started diving through that. And one of the things that I discovered was a, a website called uh, The Precinct Project. This is a, this is a great information. Uh, Schultz has tons of information on there. If you go through the whole thing, it talks about becoming a pro, uh, precinct committee uh, uh, member. Talk to you more about all that a little bit here. It talks about uh, why it's important. There's videos. And then there's, if you go scroll down, it gives you all the bylaws and all that information of each state and so forth. You can even contact these guys and they will help you along the way. So, what does this mean? Why, why is it important to go in? And, and I don't, we don't know, I don't know a lot about the Democrat side, but I know a lot more about the Republican side. That's where my political stance has been. And this is where Dave Schultz says, Republican Party really is a true grass party. And what I mean by that is you can join your local chapter, which is your county. And they're typically, some may have offices, some may not have offices. You might have to call and, and no one answers, you email, no one answers. But you got to be persistent. And what you want to do is get involved. The reason why you want to get involved is there's a, there's a tons of people, the old school people who don't want to... Uh, who I want to be very politically correct here without insulting a lot of people, but they just have old ways of thinking. They just don't want to change things. They just want to keep things going. And they don't want to rough the feathers. They don't want to do anything like that. And as you can tell, the political spectrum 
right now, it is about disruption. It is about changing. And we're at a very pivotal point in our history that if we don't act from the middle to, to change the course of this country, we will end up with extreme viewpoints that the majority of people do not want in their lives. Okay. So we have a real quick before you move on. So we've got my only concern about him is he seems to bash capitalism and that doesn't sit well with me. What are your thoughts on that? Are we talking about Bannon? I'm I'm thinking. Uh, Bannon is Bannon. Okay, so when you talk about Bannon, he's not about the anti-capitalism. He's more of anti-corporation. These corporations that that are dictating. Like this goes back to the days of Teddy Roosevelt, and there's a reason why Teddy Roosevelt was very popular is because he actually brought in uh, the, the the laws of monopolizing, and he went after went after a whole bunch of it. Carnegie, he went after Rothschilds, all those people back then because they were monopolizing the American, uh, like the oil industry, the trades, and, and no one else could compete. So they kept driving the prices down. Stealing other people's business and just buying at a low, low price because they're just driving them out. So that right there is about. And if you look at what today's happening, and just happened this weekend, a hundred corporations told American voters that if you don't vote the right way, that uh, you're, you're you're basically wrong. And it goes through our entire, um, uh, sorry, our it goes back through our entire uh, political spectrum, and you're thinking, why corporations are getting involved? They should be silenced. Why are sports teams getting involved? They should be silenced. It's because these corporations are giving tons of money to these politicians and trying to buy influence, and that's what he doesn't like. And that's what the majority of Americans don't like. They don't like politicians being bought. Politicians should rise above arise with the community support by individuals and the individuals are actually sponsoring that person to become a congressperson or become a senator state or federal regardless what areas it's about it's about that person representing your your community and that's what we've lost in American in American American, uh, political spectrum we now these politicians if you look at voting we talk about anti-abortion versus abortion if you took a poll if these politicians would not poll so if your community was heavily pro pro abortion your politician is going to be pro abortion and every other politician along that line is going to be knows in a status and says you know what and this is what donald trump says he goes you know what i don't agree with the abortion and i don't agree with pro you know but it's a woman's right and i don't want to see a child die but there's got to be some rights here. And he's kind of like in that middle and he's trying to figure it out. These politicians are one or the other. It's because it's based on the favor of what that community wants. And what Donald Trump was doing, he was trying to figure a way that makes a cop, you know, he was all pro-abortion, don't get me wrong, but he was looking a way to find a calm, like a common ground that everybody can agree to. And politicians don't do that. They try to put one group versus the other group. And that's why we have a lot of dissension. That's why we have two, uh, two team series. So Bannon is about in, about local communities, local grassroots type stuff, 
get the corporations out. That's how you get special interests. That's how you get all the other stuff that gets coded. Dave Schultz is the guy who's running, uh, or Dan Schultz is the guy who's running the uh, this project, this uh, project uh, website and uh, organization. So that's a little bit about Dan and all that. Does that make sense? That works. I'm trying to find a pen. I had a pen. I had okay. a pen, and then it ran out of ink, and now I don't have a pen. You're fine. Thank you for answering that question. Does that help with Bannon? I'm kind of on the same boat with uh, her as Bannon. Like, I don't watch him. I do follow him on Telegram, um, yeah. but I, I take him like I take everything, and that's with grains of salt, and then put it together and, and make my own conclusion as to what's happening. Um, well... If you look at what happened during the election, Steve, uh, nobody knew Steve Bannon until, until the media started trashing him. They called him a white supremacist, he's a Nazi, right. racist, and blah, blah, blah. But you go into his history, you know, that's the problem. A lot of people don't do the research to understand the individual. They uh, do things to, um, you know, they just do... They, they read the they, headlines. Right. Right. They read the headlines. They don't read it. And I've looked up Steve Bannon. I just don't, I don't care for his, maybe it's like his personality. I like that. It's kind of like, there's some others too that people are like, you got to go. And I'm like, I'm not going to go watch this guy. I I don't like him. I don't like watching him. He puts me to sleep. I just can't. Um, So I get it. (laughs) But he's he's actually a wealth of knowledge. He brings on really good guests and so forth. So okay. Yeah, that's my perspective. We can, you know, agree to disagree on that. Agree. So, okay. Uh, the precinct. The reason why you get into the precinct uh, committee is very important. Is because it helps. It helps the grassroots reach out. If you think you're, if you think DC is the issue, you're absolutely wrong. It's your local committee committee levels. So you can get in there. It's like four thousand plus seats that are vacant all the year. More and more of us are going into these committees and actually taking over the local party, and we are actually making making changes at the local level. This level makes decisions on the candidates, the primaries. They talk about the local election, the county elections. They talk about the state. They talk about the federal. All those elections are talked about. That. And the, the cool thing about being, this is, what you got, this is if you want to go down it. The cool part of this is that you get to see uh, your politicians, and you can go up to them and say, why did you vote that bill? Because I have 50 other people that I know do not like that, what you did. And you can actually go and, go and talk to them. I mean, you got to be polite and kind about it, but... You get the gist. You can actually have a conversation with them and put them in, and they're going to sometimes give you canny answers. Again, they're going to they're going to sway based on what the polls say in their region because they poll heavy, and that's what they do. But that's but once you get in there and you have a group of team of people that are all like minded, who are fighters and who want to make a difference, then you have control over the election regulations. You have control over. The precincts you have control over uh, how things are run. Then you have more of a bigger voice. You get people involved and so forth. So that's one way to get into the political spectrum and really change the party from the bottom down up. And once you do that, the people in DC, the people in your states start changing. And 
and you got to look at the political uh, political uh, things going on right now. You got Georgia, Georgia. The, the the citizens there are are teed off like no other. You go to Arizona, and those two areas, one tick, basically on the election issues, there will be a domino effect because of those individuals fighting the state and local government and telling them this is wrong and they hammer them and they get and make them feel the pain with love but they don't but they don't advertise that either so there's no no media covering that so the only way that you would know is if you were either directly involved or if you were paying attention within your area it may be covered on some of your local newspapers but CNN, none of these people are going to cover this. And so you probably no, don't not. even know what's it's, going on. It, no, because it goes against their narrative. Right, exactly. But that's right, what so. everybody's, everybody feels pretty down and out. But it's like, that's that's the agenda. They want you to feel defeated. They want you to feel, but there are these, these grassroots movement people that are these ragtag people that are from, you know, the down the street that are actually going to these meetings and voting on these things and fighting this. Because you have to do that at a county level. So, like, we talked about on my last show, when I went to my county meeting, there's, like, a whole... Everybody has to vote whether or not they accept the the results of the election. And there's a statement that has to be given out. And then that, it says, okay, my county votes that, yes, we accept that Joe Biden is the president, or, yes, we accept that Joni Ernst is the senator, and then we have to turn that in. And if more counties don't accept than do accept, then that's how things need you know, things start to get looked at because do you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why it's really important at a county level and in your precincts to make sure that we're going to these meetings and that these meetings aren't filled with just Democrats or liberals. Even if you don't say anything, even if you're too shy to speak up, go because you learn so much and it only takes one person in a group of, of blue to raise their hand and be like, nay. And once you do that and everybody sees you do that, it's going to help build their confidence too. And then they'll be like, yeah, no, I don't agree with this either. Right. Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly. You know, so you, there's, a, there's, there's so much right there. And it's really important to get involved in that way. Now, let me tell you, if you get involved, there, you, can, you can go to those meetings and you don't have to be involved. But if you're involved, it's going to require some of your time. And you'll get information. So, you know, we can talk about the media. We can talk about what social media is doing. We can talk about all that other stuff. Seeing, I mean, it's your civic responsibility. Go find the information. The internet, and I'll give you some uh, some places to find that information. So you'll have access to it, and just you know, build from that library. Um, so that's the precinct committee and, and the local level. Now, if you're if you're like, you know, I don't want to invest that time, I don't care about going in there, I just want to make a change, how do I make a change that makes an impact to the to the political spectrum that changes maybe the narrative of the next election? So what I promote, and this is, you know, the two-party system is a, a take-all winner mentality, you know, one side wins versus the other. Our founding fathers never thought that this would be a good thing. They would rather have, again, local representatives representing their constituents to go to D.C. without any political affiliation 
and saying, you know, um, you know, the state of uh, Texas, the state of, uh, you know, they, they want they want to know what the constituents say in those states, not from a party perspective, but from the constituent state. And if you listen to the narrative, you see the rhetoric going on in D.C. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. Anytime that those guys talk, you cringe. And you're like, that's not what we believe in. And yet, but they're, they're spewed enough like you, they believe, like they believe that the constituents want because it's because what's happening is it's the special interests are getting involved, the corporations are getting involved, all, you got, you got term limit issues, you have all these things that manifest and what gets drowned up the voice is your voice. Your voice becomes zero in this whole, this game, all games, all zero games stuff. So the voices are listening to is these big, huge interest groups. And the only way you start taking that away is one with term limits. I'm a big believer of that. But the only way you get but no politicians are going to say, yeah, I want term limits and let's, let's, um, let's get rid of it, you know. So, so they're not going to get rid of their job. Um, so what they want to do so what you want to do to really make my strongest belief is saying, okay, how do we change the political spectrum to make it more of a, a game using their rules against them? And my philosophy is you take your, your registration vote and either become a, uh, a Green Party supporter or a, or a Libertarian. It doesn't mean that you have to vote those ways. What it means is they now have to earn your vote. What people don't really understand is if you're a Republican or Democrat, they're not going to bother you because 99% of chance, they know you're going to vote their way, despite if you agree with them or disagree. What they're going to go after is the independents or the third-party candidates. Now, independents is great because now it shows more like we don't agree to either one of you, but the candidates prove to us who we are. What happens in that situation is money does not get moved around, distributed. You know, we talk about socialism and moving money around. It's because these two parties control the purse rate. I don't know if you guys know this, but half a billion dollars was spent on tax taxpayers spent half a billion dollars over to the 2020 election and how did your money how did you feel that your money was well spent I didn't feel it was well spent we had a lot of issues out there so what I'm talking about is if you became if you decide if you decide this is your course and this is where you're standing you, you, you move your party affiliation to either libertarian or or to, to a green party and what it does it it does a couple of things. Number one, it sends a huge message to D.C. that there's a huge shift from the normal two-party political spectrum to now to the third-party candidates. You're using the system against them. You're using existing parties against them. Now they have to work your vote versus assuming they have your vote. Very big difference. You know, if you assume, you make them ask yourself, right? But if you... Make them earn it. That means they got to get the best candidates out there. That means they have to get more money to make things work. And 
corporations, they have to work harder on their corporations. Because now corporations are going to say, because you know, corporations are all about money and influence. And if they start seeing a shift, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go to these third parties and say, you know what, we're going to give you more money because it looks like your voter registration or your, your, your failed party affiliation is more swaying your way. And they, the, the two top parties, are losing money. You're, they, they lose money. They lose power. They lose the political influence. Now, the other two candidates are the two parties. And I'm not saying you need a vote, but now they may rise up and bring out better better representatives out there. And maybe there will have more candidates out there. And now you might have a completely different political uh, landscape. Now, just imagine if you're just imagine you had libertarians and green parties and Republicans and Democrats in Congress. They now have to work with each other. It's no longer them versus us. It's how do we make things work? So, a couple things here. Once you move your party affiliation, what it does, it sends a message out to the political, uh, the two party system saying, we no longer accept your BS. Two, it shifts and versus you view money to other third parties. Three, it makes a bigger and stronger voice for your, for you in for your community, and it brings out. So a bigger shift helps with that. And the, the surprising thing is, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you looked at the candidate, the people who are libertarians and um, and so forth, you got Clean Eastwood, Gene Simmons, sorry, uh, Tom Selleck. You've got Kurt Russell, Dennis Leary, and uh, John. You got know, all these people. Uh, Reeves, and so Chris Rock. Nancy says that this is kind of what like the Tea Party was trying to do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so the Tea Party was trying to create a uh, a political party. The hardship with that is you need billions of dollars to get it going. And that's the tough part. What I'm saying is use what is in our system now. Don't recreate things. Kindly take advantage of what the tools are available. So if these tools are available, then what happens is you're, you're, it's easier to implement and deploy your strategy quicker and faster versus, and I know there's a Patriot Party trying to uh, form up and there's, people, there's other fractions of it. It's not a division, and I'm just saying use the two larger third parties, take advantage of those, and move forward with them. Yeah, and we've talked about that before because the Patriot Party was trending for a little while there. Um, and it just trying to form a new party is it's just unfeasible, especially since we need to do something kind of right now. I mean, we don't, we're, we're out of time. Like, we can't afford to spend five, ten years trying to create a new party. You have to use something that's already established. And we talked yesterday about Donald Trump, and I know I've talked to my people about it too, that although Donald Trump ran as a Republican and he supports the Republican Party, um, he had actually donated to a lot of different candidates in a lot of different poli in politics over the years. And Donald Trump technically probably would not be considered a true blue way to the right Republican. He would be more center, which would be more in a libertarian 
kind of stance. But in order to win the election, he had to go with a party that was already established and already making money and already doing its thing. And right. I know a lot of people understood that. Right. And that, that the sad part is, is, you know, the media did a really good job mm-hmm. really hurting him every day. They really pound the message. But if the message was completely different and, you know, Trump wasn't the best, the best for himself, too. You know, he, he caused more issues than he needed to, but, you know, he had it to because he was plowing through. Uh, he had an agenda. He wasn't, he, yeah, he wasn't politically correct. No. A lot of times. And that, and I think, I think the majority of people, I would say over 50% of the people loved it. Because if you think about it, all these people are polished. All these people have these little nuances. And they, they they work on polls and they say these catchphrases. You know, Trump said it from his heart, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people respect from. Uh, but but Trump, I would argue, if you looked at all his policies and just look at down the middle, they were all centralist idea. Right, every single one of them, and. It wasn't a strong one or the other. It was whatever was right for the American first. And that's why it's important to understand that. When you're talking to these candidates, you're talking to these representatives, it's about American first. I don't give two hoots about China and sending money to China. I don't give two hoots about Pakistan and their gender equality, whatever they're Gender doing. studies. It was gender studies. I don't, I don't care about that. I really don't care about how you... No, it's about it's about our community. What are we doing with our veterans? What are we doing with the homeless? What are we doing with our kids? What are we doing with this? What are we doing with like? If you took the budget of foreign dollars, which is almost a trillion dollars, out of our taxpayer dollars, you keep voting these people in every single time, and they continue to send money elsewhere, and they say they're going to help your community. I, give me one policy. That has actually helped an American in the last 20 years. And I would tell you, not one single policy has helped you. In fact, I would say it actually hindered you in your life in so many ways. Would that include Trump's policies too, then? No, actually, he was trying to reverse a lot of them. Like, so for instance, mm-hmm. the the regulations, the all the construction regulations, the federal government regulations, all those regs, all those regs, there are mountains and mountains and mountains. And if you think, if you ever worked in politics, if you ever worked in government, the the red tape is like tremendously large. And so I don't know if you guys remember earlier on in his first year, he took, he had like five big pallets of paper. He did a press conference and that five pallets of paper and it was laws and, and regs and all that had to do with construction and, and, and trying to get you know approval. So like to create a bridge, it took ten years to get to do studies and approval when infrastructure was an issue. So what he did was he took that and he dwindled it down to basically maybe three boxes right. of laws. And if you look at the, and that's why he was so urgently trying to run an infrastructure uh, project because he knew the impact. That's why Biden's doing that too. But Biden's not doing it. Biden actually screwing up that. Uh, he's trying to pass the infrastructure package, but if you look at his budget, only less than ten percent actually goes to pro- projects. Nine percent goes to special interest groups 
or some type of foreign gender study type thing. But we yeah. we had talked about that too, like with Biden and even even with Trump. I think what a lot of people learned under the Trump administration is that Trump, the the federal government, Trump, the presidency, the administration doesn't have as much power as people think that they yeah. do. It's all about Congress, and then it's all about like the House, and then it's all about this trickle down effect. You know, all of that comes through Congress. So even if the president wanted to do something, it has to go through all of these different places and all of these different votes. Well, I would argue more that it's about state rights. Right. And you have to fight state rights. That's why it's important to work in your local level and hammer your representative. Get to know them. Tell them who you are. Say, hey. If I don't like something, I'm going to email you. And if I like something, I'm going to let you know. Let them know each way. Right. And we'll get to the next, that's the next part of this. But but the state really has, and you look at what's happening in the states, every state is now rebelling against Biden's administration mm-hmm. issues. The border, the border issue, every state's going, no, not my house, you're bringing those people to my place. You know, they're, because what's happening is constituents in their states are so furious and those and those representatives who were elected are regretting to be politicians today are regretting because right. there's a number of phone calls and people teed off that this guy in the white house is making these unilateral decisions that it's not only affecting global decisions but it's affecting local people when I mean, you have democrat mayors who are saying, enough, close right. the borders, we can't handle this. And and he keeps opening, like, it, it's a, and if, you, if you look at it, it it's, it's all intentional, if you think about it, and, and, and there's a lot of reasons why it's intentional. Half a billion dollars was made by the cartels on human trafficking and sex trade. Okay. So what, so like, we kind of, when, when we were right, we were going to talk. So let's talk about what we can do then. I mean, I think everybody kind of knows what's going on at some kind of level. So let's talk about what we can do. Okay, so here's the. I'm just going to just go over a little bit the the Green Party people. You have uh, Capro. Uh, then you have the Maroon Five guys. I didn't know the Maroon Five guys were Edward Newton, Norton, Norton, Matt, Brad Pitt, Meh. He's a Green Party guy. And then obviously Al Gore. And then Dave Matthews. Darren Hayden, obviously. That was an obvious one. Pierce. Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. John King Oliver. And that's... So those are the people that are in the Green Party. Okay. So, uh, so there... I. So this is how to write your congressman. This is really important. You need to learn who your representatives are. You don't need to call all 1,000 of them in every single state. All you need to do is focus on the five people in your marketplace as much as possible. So you have to learn your state congressman, your state uh, senator, and then you got to know your two senators and your congressman. Those are the five people you need to know. And I put a video, I put this video and talked about writing and so forth. There's two ways you can do it. You can do it through email. 
or you can do the standard uh, letters. In fact, letters are a lot more effective than email, but you can do both. If that's, it's your choice. Um, and so I have this video available to you in my link. No dick um, bombs. That's a bad idea. Up? No dick bombs. No. No. Don't send those. Those are bad. <laughs> just so you know. No, I, like, somebody learned that the hard way. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there. It wasn't me, but somebody did. Yeah. So how to contact your elected official. Uh, so I use this site. You can go in there and you can go through all the agencies about the United States, your you know, president, senators, and your state local elected officials, local officials, your mayors, and you can keep it, it kinda of drills down. I mean there's more information. So if you go on to the Senate and it kind of goes into there. It pops it up. You can choose a state. We use Alabama for no particular reason. And then, boom, it gives you their information, their contact. It gives a little bit of bio, who they are, what they're about, and so forth. And it gives you their phone numbers, their office, and things like that. And what's that website? And that's in my link as well. And you'll oh. be seeing find your elected official be there. Okay. Okay, so for those listening on the podcast, the link is on the YouTube, so you'll have to come and find it. Do you have, like, the actual link? I can't even see it. Yeah, I have the link right uh, to you right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Right there. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is people have issues with, you know, how do I write? What do I do? Most of the things you have to remember be very factual and very, sorry, I'm getting calls um be very factual and be very consistent and very precise don't go with tangents um uh, try to keep things uh, 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 as consistent as possible now do you have email drafts like in your links too that people yep. can copy and paste it's in my buy coffee okay and those are going to be so mr libertarian's got a link tree it's down in the um description of this live below he's also got it on his tiktok i believe as well so you can go into his link tree and he's got all of these links for you to go and and research if that's something you want to do um we don't register for a particular party in texas we can vote either primary or just not both states not states okay does anybody like i don't know um i'm trying to look here and so for those listening on the podcast, again, Mr. Libertarian, he's on TikTok. It's just George Libertarian. And then just click his link in his bio and he'll be able to pull it up. Yeah. And so so in my bio as well, uh, people talk about um, campaign letters or letters to do that. So if you go into my, my pro in my buy a copy, um, you click on letter campaigns. It kind of gives it gives you examples, and here's one example. Um, and this is uh, to your representatives and to your uh, both both represent all of them. You sent to every single one. I'm all five of them. This one, this was show all five. And here is all facts. I'm giving actual facts and giving links as well. And the reason why I'm doing that is I'm showing them that. I'm well-educated, I understand the issue, and you better come with an answer that I can agree to before you're out. 
So that's what I'm, that's what's so important. I'm giving them facts. I'm using their, I'm using website statistics and things like that, and that's what I'm doing. Okay. And so when anybody wants to email, it would be kind of consistent to that. Hi, Rebecca. To what you've got there. Did I lose you? I'm here. Oh, okay. So if anybody wanted to email, you could just copy, they could just copy and paste or they could just use that as like a, a template. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing you want to do is, um, thing we want to do is we want to create um, uh, like writing groups or try to create much writing. You got to understand from the perspective, more people write to the co- local Congress or the, the states or federal. What happens is you become a voter block. Voter blocks is a special interest group. You become powerful because now you're a grassroots, not a special interest group, not a corporation, not the moveon.org, none of these people. You are individuals on a grassroots expressing your, your concerns, whatever that may be, to your local representatives, to your state representatives, or to your federal representatives. And the more people send those type of, and you can, you can use mine, you can change mine, however you want to do it, you can, whatever. But I encourage you, and somehow or another, share that with everybody. And, and everybody can use it and send it, because then it's, it's the same message. And it keeps pounding the same message over and over and over and over again. And the more times you pound these people with the same message, they're going to realize by watching this, reading all these emails or reading all these letters, they're going to say, wait a minute, we're not detecting this. This is not coming from the polls. This is not, this is not what I'm hearing from these special interest groups. It, it really helps with the narrative that American first policies, that means American first grassroots driving that policy versus corporations or special interest groups. So I encourage you to take these letters, use them, send them out. I typically do, I typically do once a week, usually Sunday, I spend about half an hour and I send them or I come across something. Um, I think yesterday I, I sent one out yesterday. It had to do with our local election and uh, it was about a, a ballot voting. And I wrote to my congressman, Senate Congress, and Senator, and I was like, what the heck? Why are we doing that? This is the most stupidest thing we can start moving. Why has nothing been done to fix this issue? Uh, you know, and, I, and, and, and I was, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but that was the gist of the email. And I was professional about it, and I was consistent about it. But then I asked them, I said, where do we stand on this? You promised me the past, there will be a solution, and there is no resolution. So do you ever get a response? Oh, I get responses all the time. Do you? You want to be be on their email chains. You want, because you want to read what they're doing. You want to be educated as much as possible, because that's the story. It's not the news media. It's not the CNNs and the MSNBC, Fox News. They're giving you what legislative is doing. And the more you read what they're doing, I got Democrat, I have Democrat, um, justice for Democrats. I, I get their emails. 
I mean, I get it from all spectrums, and I'm hearing how they spin the words. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, my congressman said this, and this guy said different. Why are they spinning? Because it's a, it's a narrative. It's, it's an agenda. So what you want to do... Um, so we do have, I have another question. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Libertarian, what is your opinion on petitions to them in addition to writing them personally? Petitions are good too. You want to, I mean, that's something that we have to look at as well. Uh, right now, I'm only focusing on three things uh, for this presentation, but definitely. We can do, we can do another episode on petitions next week if yeah. that's something everybody's interested in. If you if you can if you're too busy that's yep. okay too. Yep. He's a busy but guy. I think, um, this is something we can uh, definitely uh, do very. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is something you can do today. You can take action today. That you don't need money. You don't need people to help you. I'm giving you the tools to take action today. You can make a difference today. Whatever position you want to take, you can take. But writing your congressman today, you could do that very quickly and very fast. And it only takes you maybe 20 minutes. You take my letters. If you don't like my writing, there's some grammatical errors in there. I don't care. Change it up. Send it. And if you've got, if you've got an issue that you want to do, share it with us. So then we can send it to our people too. Mm -hmm. The more we share, the more we become part of this big, huge grassroots movement, then we're educating the country. And when we're educating the country, we're educating our congressmen, our senators, and then we become the influence. Now we're driving back this, this, the first American policies. So this is what you can do today. It's something simple, it's quick, and it's fast. Okay. We have, what about getting an opposing rep senator to stop the misinformation, for example, Georgia voter ID laws? So so that's going to be a challenge, but what you have to do is you keep writing them. It doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican. Whoever the political person, whoever that person represents you, they need to hear from you. Your voice needs to be heard. What he's hearing is this mind-like people, and if he continues to hear that, he's going to ignore you. He's not going to care about you. But the more people over here that rise up and starts talking, you have to drive you have to drive the message. And then you have to really work your community to vote him out. You gotta remember, these people were a lot if you listen to Jim Jordan um, yesterday and he was talking to Fauci, what he said was very, very powerful for you to understand. Do you have that? Can we show that? I don't have that on me right now. <sighs> but um, but what he said in gist Fauci, you make the most money in federal government, more than the president. Ah, your name is never on the frickin' ballot. My name is on the ballot. I got people that I represent that count on me to tell them what's going on in D.C., and you're not giving me the information. And the gist of things, that's what he said. I have but the what video. He said, what he said was, I'm responsible for my constituents. Uh, my name's on the ballot. So he's taking ownership that people in his constituents are, and he's, tell, he's telling you there, that's a very high tell sign that his people in his constituents are pissed off. And he's feeling the heat. He's feeling the pain. 
He's feeling the love from his community saying enough is enough. And you have that right to do that. Okay. I totally have the video. Can we watch it? It's only six minutes. Sure. Okay. I think I have to remove this and then I want to share uh, screen. Um, your entire screen and share audio. Be careful sharing audio. If you have a guest, they will hear themselves. You're going to hear yourself. Let me see if this works. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, when is the time? Is it going? It's going. Oh. When is the time? There we go. Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone on, please? When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high... What is low enough? Give me a number. What I mean, I, we, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turn into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures... What has to happen before Americans get their freedoms? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What? I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does when does no. when do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Doctor Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their mm -hmm. liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing. Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. But, but uh, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution Please. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level, there's a threat again of major Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh, my goodness. We had a curfew last fall in Ohio. You had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, you had to be in your home. Uh, when you're in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you didn't have to wear a mask, Dr. Fauci, because you weren't allowed to have people over to your house. Yeah, Congressman Jordan. Your yeah. ability to petition your government well, for a year, for a year, American citizens haven't been able to come to their capital to petition their government to talk to their representatives and freedom of the press. These very pictures that Representative Scalise just showed you and talked about, guess what? The press isn't allowed in those facilities. The press is not, the Biden administration will not let the press in there. And certainly freedom of speech. I mean, freedom of, the governor of our third largest state meets with, with physicians, and, that, and that's, that, that video is censored because they dare to disagree with Dr. Fauci.
So I just want to know when do Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? You know, I don't think anything was censured because they felt they couldn't disagree with me. I think you're pers you're pers making this a personal thing, and it isn't. It's not a personal thing. No, you are. That is exactly what you're doing. No, your recommendations carry a lot of weight, Dr. Fauci. We just had the, the chair yeah. of the Financial Services Committee said she loves you, and you're the greatest thing in the world. Will my the gentleman recommendations yield? are consistent. Will the gentleman yield? No, it's my, it's my no, time. Can I answer the question, please? My recommendations are not a personal recommendation. It's based on the CDC guidance, which is which is and which I'm is asking the question. What measures have to be attained before yeah. Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? I just told you that. I know you haven't given anything specific. You said we hope when this third. Tell me specific. Right now, right now we have about sixty thousand infections a day, which is a very large risk for a surge. We're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans. I, I, and That's I get that. We're I, talking about. And, and I don't disagree with that. And I understand how serious that is. But I also stand it's pretty serious when businesses have been shut down. People can't go to church. People can't assemble in their own homes with their friends, with their families. People can't go to a loved one's funeral. People can't get to their government, petition their representative to redress their grievances. Right. I also understand the First Amendment is pretty darn important. And it's been a year. And I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties right. back. Right. You just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for vaccines. Not last fall they couldn't. I'm, I didn't. Hear. Not last fall they couldn't. I, I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> the gentleman's time has expired. Um, I'll tell you one instance of when we can get our liberties back. It's been 90 percent of the members of the United States Congress get vaccinated. Well, I want to know if that's what Dr. Fauci is. It 90 percent, Dr. I'm... Fauci? Is it 90 percent? That's what I'm. That, that's what I'd like to know. Give us some. Give us some objective standards versus when certain things get reached, we might be able to get back to having our liberty. When? What are the numbers? Well, You're going to see a gradual. Uh, from the right now, we're at an unacceptably high level. We're at, on a daily basis. It's unacceptably high regardless of who you are. What you're going to see as more and more people get vaccinated and we get over 3 million people a day, you're going to see the level of infection come down and down and gradually there will be more flexibility for doing the things that you're talking Where about. Where does it get to? When it comes down, what number do we get our liberties back? Tell me the number. Tell me the number. 90% of the members of Congress get vaccinated. But you're not a doctor, Mr. Clyburn. He is. What is the number? I can't Thank you for recognizing me, Mr. Clyburn. Thank you. He not recognize his uh, I'd like my question answered. I don't want to. Claiming my time. Claiming my time. Regular order. Regular order. Just a moment. Mr. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer the well, question. What does it have to be? Fire, sir. If you need to respect the chair and shut your mouth. <laughs> don't worry about this. We, we, we're going to handle this. And I think Mr. Jordan knows me very well. And he knows full well that we're going to handle this. Your time has expired, and the chair now recognizes. Okay, so there's um, that will that will make the politician more honest. If you look what's going on, they're dumbing us down. They're dumbing us down. They're dumbing us down. They're taking away things and the education process. So we're no longer educated. So Socrates was always about. You know, you know, a voter should take a test of knowledge before they vote. And 
if you think about it, what is the Democrats and Republicans are doing? They don't really require you to take a test to vote. No. You don't even have to show your ID to vote in most places. Right. So they want dummy voters. Why? So that you, so they can, and that, that's why they want all these voters. They just want to ballot the box, fill the ballots up so they can, so it's, it's about number, not how substance. Well, and, and you got to think about it too. Like when you were looking at these people to vote for, you need to look at their policies and what they plan on doing is really important. But what have they done? Like what what have they done in the past, and and how is that going to affect that kind of mindset? How is that going to affect you and your family or and whoever? Because I think a lot of people voted for Biden and voted yeah. for that administration because they didn't want to vote for Donald Trump because they don't like the way that he is. They don't like his personality. They don't like that he's not politically correct. I don't even know that they believe honestly anymore that he was a big racist or a misogynist. I think they just didn't like the way that he presented himself. I personally loved it. I loved the trolling of the media. I loved the little clapbacks that he did every now and again. I thought it was great. It was a good show. Um, but I also understand why specifically maybe even some of these Karens out here who didn't like Trump because they feel like they need to present, a president should present themselves in a presidential way. And I really, you look back at like Teddy Roosevelt. So Teddy Roosevelt was another one. He did not present himself in a presidential way. I mean, he held sparring matches at the Rose Garden at the, you know, at the White House. And they, they, they had fights. He had, he had a fight and one guy disconnected his retina. Like, and that, he went on these big hunting expeditions and shot animals and he didn't, do you know what I'm saying? So, but I suppose back then too, there were people that didn't think he was very politically correct, but I don't know what the agenda was back then. Uh, I'm registered independent, funny people think I'm Republican, but I want my choices. So if you're registered independent, if by you, let me, I'm just going to explain this in the way that I understand it and you can tell me if I'm right or not. So if you are a registered independent or registered anything else, and if you register libertarian or green, then that does take money away from the the Republican or the Democratic Party, correct? Like, because you're paying tax money into those parties regardless? Yes. Okay. So it redistributes, because what I'm saying, use the two dominant parties that are available now, because they are in all every single state. And I'm not saying you have to believe in 100% of their philosophy. What we're doing is taking the independents and making these two parties more stronger and taking away people from those two parties into this to make it a lot more stronger. And that's what we're doing. Right. And so essentially it just, because if you think about the swamp, the swamp is full of Democrats and Republicans. I mean, I don't know any libertarians that are in this one. I don't, I guess I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But that's kind of the point of changing your party is it just, it hits them where it hurts, right in their pockets. And that's, and it makes the, like he said, it makes the other two parties stronger. Now, is that going to be able to do anything? I don't know. It might. And I suppose if enough people did it, if enough people moved, it might, it would probably make an impact. I mean, that's a lot of people. I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, Celeste agrees with you. She says, low information voters are a big problem. We need to encourage reading and researching beyond the headlines. Well, maybe we need, so Kristen, that's kind of a problem that we've been up against for a really long time. Maybe we need to be the headlines instead. And we've talked about this for the better part of two years now. 
is that we are the media now. Like 60% of this country knows that the media is biased towards one political party. And that it might be more now. That statistic was thrown out in February. I think it's the last time I saw it. They don't get their news from from CNN or MSNBC. Or, and, you know, CNN's ratings are tanking. Um, the What's-his-name just came out with another thing, Project Veritas, exposing that dude with the propaganda. Nobody watches that crap anymore. People watch their news. They go to Facebook. That's how they watch their news. Or they go to TikTok. I've got a lot of people that come to me and see, you're, you're the first page that I pull up. I don't know why. I'm not the news. But, or people go to YouTube. A lot of times people will go to YouTube and they will watch, you know, like, like your Steve Bannons and, or, you know, other people. That's where they get their news from. And so maybe instead of encouraging people, because they won't, because people in general, and myself included a lot of the times, are lazy. And we just, like, I just, I'll, I'll look at the headline and if it's something that interests me, I'll dig more into it. But most of the time I'm just like, whatever. So maybe we need to just be the headlines now. And that was kind of the idea behind this group is to get as many people as we can together and at least one person from every state. And that person is essentially kind of the news for that state. And then we would build a telegram and you could send, you could go to these meetings, these GOP meetings or these precinct meetings, send us the notes, figure out what we need to do to start changing things, and then we work together to find a solution. A lot of problems that people have too with getting involved is that they don't know any other people that are like-minded like them, or they don't know enough, enough to make them feel confident enough to go to these meetings without having some kind of team to back them up, even if they're not physically there with them. Um, so that was kind of the idea behind this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And I'm going to talk with Mr. Libertarian a little more about this because he has the actual um, educational materials. And I'm just the organized one, kind of, and the loud one. Um, each state is different. In Florida, you have to pick a party in order to vote in the primary. So you have to pick Democrat yes. or Republican. Okay, so what would you do in that case then? So in that case there, like... But say if, like, at the end of the day, if you're not going to get totally involved in, you can, you can switch your party affiliation any time. So, like, for example, if you if the Republicans really have a good candidate, then switch your party back to them. You can switch back and forth all day long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to stay with one or the other. What, I, what I'm saying now is leading up to the primaries, if, you know, right now we're basically in a, if primaries won't start until another year or so, Municipalities are starting now, but if you switch your parties now, that number is a big shift. But when you're, like I said, make them earn your vote. If you switch parties, you have to feel that they've earned your vote. If they don't earn your vote, don't switch your parties and vote for them in the primaries. Then you just then you're just allowing the same BS over and over again. Okay. Um, so Wendy says, that's why I'm an independent. So what's the difference in being an in- in independent and registering as a libertarian? One more time for the people in the back, because I don't remember either. So if you're independent, that's great. There's nothing wrong with it. What happens is you're not really uh, creating a political... The best way I can describe it is you're creating a sports... Like a sports league has multiple teams, right? Right now, we only have a two-team system meaning the same people show up year after year at the election, and it's only two teams, Republicans and Democrats. 
and we are forced to choose one or the other to elect them. And there's no real alternatives. What I'm saying is the independents sit here in the middle and they're looking at both parties and saying, okay, what can we do? Who, who are we going to vote for? What I'm saying is if you if you try to, if you switch to one of the parties that I'm suggesting, what you're doing is you're shifting the dollar money around, which is tax dollars. Another one you're doing is you're shifting corporate dollars and somewhat other things like CPACs and all that will start looking at these other parties and starting to go like, okay, these people are becoming relevant in the political spectrum. And so now when you're, when you're doing that, it also sends a message to D.C. that what they're doing and their manipulation and their poor policies and all those things are no longer working for the American people. And the American people have now protested against the two-party system by shifting their affiliations to other parties until until you decide during the primary do you want to vote for this person or not vote for that person. But then again, make them earn your vote. Don't, don't make them assume you have the vote. And the voter registration process also, too, is they under the political affiliation, they have all your information. They know how many times they voted for you, you need to know when you voted, and all that. And we can dive, you can dive deeper in that. Uh, but what you're do, they're, they're taking that and they're saying, just because you're a Republican, I'm not going to talk to you. They're going to bypass your door, bypass your thing. In fact, they're going to send you messages about donation, but they won't never talk to you about the issues. That's interesting. So before 2020 election, I was registered. I wasn't registered. So I was registered in a Democrat for when, when Trump won his first term at that point, I was still a Democrat. And then after he won, I think, because if you don't re-register, doesn't it just fall off? Is that right? Yes. It must have. Because then as soon as 2020 came around, all of a sudden the Democrats started calling me, but I was getting no calls from Republicans. None. But Democrats would call and they would text me all the time. And then finally, when I changed my party, like officially, I went online and changed my party to Republican. Then they stopped calling and they stopped texting me. So they didn't even, like, they didn't even try to win me back. It's kind of like... I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so that's interesting. I want to know what we do about the obvious cheating. So the obvious cheating, a lot of states, again, so Wendy, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I don't know if you were here. The obvious cheating in the election, the states are handling that individually, boots on the ground. You don't know about it because mainstream media is not covering it. But I have seen some side articles about it. This county is is contesting the way that the election was done. And that county is attesting the way or attesting the way that the election was done. My county went in and they accepted it, but they did their own individual audit. And they just now, just this last meeting, are accepting the results of the election. And so you're just not seeing it because mainstream media is not covering it because it's not part of the narrative. But those little fights are still going on between these counties and these precincts and at a state level. You just don't see it because nobody's going to cover it because they're not allowed to because most of the media is already owned by the three big or four big companies, right? So those four big companies can dictate what stories are going to be written and you can't even talk about 
uh, odd fray election vey on YouTube without getting flagged. You have you can't say those two words and you'll get flagged. Maricopa County is too. Yeah, a lot of these counties are fighting it on the ground. You just don't know about it. Texas and so vote- have, yeah, go if ahead. You have, if you have election issues for whatever reason and you want to secure your election issues, you need to touch base with your state representative mm-hmm. and hammer your voice because if and, I, and when you contact these people, please. Don't be rude. Don't be inconsiderate. Don't go in tangents. Don't ramble. Be concise. Be precise. But <laughs> let them know that you are not happy with the state of, of the state of uh, of politics, whatever that looks like. Right. And you don't, and it doesn't. It doesn't have to be some long drawn out email. It could just no. be, dear senator or congressman. My name is so and so. You can tell them what you're registered. I have the following. I'm concerned about these five following things. Can you help me understand what we're doing as a as a county or as a precinct or as a state to ensure that these five things don't affect us here where I live? Um, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, I mean, professional, obviously, if you can type up, I can do professional clapbacks all day. But if you, even if you just, something short, something nice, um, have a great day, here is my email. Here is my phone number. Please let me know whenever you, you know, when when you get a minute. Um, I'd really like to to know. I've been fighting against the prickster this whole time. Yeah, a lot of counties are fighting, and just and everyone's so focused on the Trump fraud thing that they don't know that these little counties are all taking this on and and they're fighting it at a county level. And that's interesting to me because that's kind of like the conservative movement. When we talk about the conservative movement, like that's on TikTok and so on, they're all f- fired up about the election fraud and the, the all of this stuff. But it actually happened in their county and it actually happened in their state. So they're taking on the federal government, but the federal government isn't going to do anything. You've got to contact your local people and say, hey, listen, I know this was messed up and we need to talk about it. And our... Um, Chuck Grassley was here at our precinct meeting and I did ask him about it. Now he kind of poo-pooed me, but I was like, well, what, I mean, nobody believes that this was, you know, but he's like, well, Iowa doesn't really have a problem. But if you look at the states and the counties in Arizona and they're all fighting it right now in the courts, I know you've seen some of that. And I'm like, well, but I don't live there. So what are we doing? <laughs> you know, I, and I didn't get snippy, but I was like, so you're saying that Iowa didn't have the issues that a lot of these other states had. And yes, that's what he had said. Now, that doesn't line up with what Mr. Libertarian has told me, but that's what Chuck Grassley had said to me. So just so, so yeah, you know. If you, if you want to, so if you want to share my screen again, I can show you yeah. some. If you, you know, if you want to find issues, you want to get, this, these are the information that I use. Uh, so uh, Peter Noro uh, he actually was a very close confidant of Donald Trump, and he has a very good knowledge of a lot of stuff. In here, he's got the, some reports. He's got some great information about the voter election, the border cross, China, and so forth. So that's something you really, if you want to look for information and, and looking for resources or facts, you take that and use that. That's a really good source. Uh, another source is the Daily Cup. You can actually join this organization for free. 
uh, this lady, uh, Miss Dr. Wolf, she was a Democrat, and she learned about the vaccine and learned about a whole bunch of. You can watch her videos, go join whatever you want to do, learn about that, and they what they do is they can also help you to, and they fight on the mask mandates. And one of the things they, they fight upon, this is really their, their their fight right now, is they fight on a couple of things. And I'm trying to figure out where it is. It's the freedom of five, and it's uh, liberty, no, no mask, kids go back to school, and all that other stuff. So it's all the five things that we've been asking for for several um, for several months, and what Jordan's been asking. And you can jump on their email list. They actually will use you as like a um, a constituent in your area and and become a voter block for the mass pending. You can go there. That's one way of doing that. And that's dailyclout.com? Yeah, and that's from my, I'll show you where everything, everything, where everything is. You know, give me that one second. So you can join free, uh, great information, and so forth. But do some research. Watch her video. Uh, she's on YouTube, I think, and and so forth. Um, and she was on Steve Bannon's show. It's um, dailyclout.io. Yeah, IO, that's right. Um, and then you have the Tea Party Patriot Action. So this is about election. They're focusing on making sure true representatives are at the election ballots now. And that means uh, they're working hard to make sure those people are there so those issues that we had in the past are no longer an issue. So they're working on it. Uh, we can follow up on them, read about them, and, and so forth. So it's that's another source of, of how to work the, 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 the election process. And then uh, lastly, this is Michelle Bachman's uh, voter, which it's a, a daily, it was a conference, nobody Knew about this probably, but this was at the Regent University, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but she was a tax tax lawyer, so she understands the tax code and all that stuff. Very good information in there. It's a very long, drawn out stuff, but there's pieces in there you can learn about uh, about the election. You can learn about a whole bunch of other stuff, and there's a lot of good information to learn about that. There's another one that I want to show you, and. Give me one second. Uh, Lindell's TV. Oh, my this Lindell. Is, this is coming out soon. Uh, Frank in here is talking about how the election and how how every single county of the United States was affected by voter irregularity. Yeah, we've all, I think we all, everybody logged in to watch that, whether they agreed with him or not, but everybody watched it. But this is the second series. This is absolutely interference. So I don't know if he's going to... Apparently, he's going to have that additional hour of this. Um, So if you don't have this saved, this is all in my my bio, in my TikTok. I think it's under the YouTube. You have the example letters. You find your election, how to write to Congress, the precincts project, the daily clout, uh, the Five Freedoms, the Tea Party, the Nova Report, uh, the War Room. Uh, the, I my news source is the War Room um, because I think it's one of the best information 
out there. It's 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 not the gunships in in Frankfurt or the servers of the moon or or whatever or, or whatever that is. It's about it's about factual stuff, taking what news is done and trying to try to really understand what's going on and also focus on the point, not on the noise, meaning really focus on the issue what really matters, not on the noise, not all this other stuff that's going on, which is like, you know, you're noticing that, uh, you know, Biden is throwing a lot. He's throwing out the, the, the Supreme Court. He's throwing out, he's throwing out the immigration. He's throwing out the infrastructure bill, the COVID bill, all these things out. He's throwing so much at us because why? There's a, dis, it's deception, you know, it's a deception. It's a distraction. Why is he doing that? What's the purpose of the administration? And that's where we really have to focus on, and and that's why grassroots is much more important today than ever before. If you think this is something you can ignore, you can ignore. No longer we're at DefCon ten, meaning that this is a very pivotal point in our history, American history. If you want your values restored and maintained, you want the freedom, you want the purpose of life or the purpose of happiness, live with purpose and all that, then you need to rise up and do the three things that I suggest and recommend and just pick one and go at it. And and if you don't want to switch your party, that's fine, but do the email campaign. If you are not switching your party, go join the field, go join your local party. Get to know your things. Get to know your representatives. Get to know the issues. Don't rely on CNN because they're all talking heads. It's all about opinions. Get it from the sources mouth. Sign up to the newsletters to each representative. Get to know what they're doing. Get to understand why they're doing what they're doing. If you object, tell them you object. If you uh, like what they're doing, tell them. Now, there's going to become times where a political figure like AOC goes on national television and she takes the leadership role of saving the children down the border. That, my friends, she deserves as much love as possible from all of us. Call it and get her a message and say, "Where are you on this? Where are you on? Have you noticed that she's kind of less available?" She's on Instagram. She's on Instagram, but you notice that she's not as much available in the news media is because she doesn't want other people. She doesn't want to reoccur the image of what, because the news media would say, well, you were on this. Now you're not here. Why is that? And she'll do a flip flop. Right. And you're like, and, and that will expose her. You can understand why they do certain things. They'll be exposed. And if you got a good reporter, that's not, and you got to understand, she's not a hundred percent favor in the Democrat party. They could turn on her really, really quickly and mm-hmm. make her look evil and make her look look like dishonest, which in some cases she is very dishonest. But in some cases, I will tell you this, I agree with her in a lot of things. I do agree with her. I don't agree with her on every single policy. Right. And that's what we have to understand is it's no longer a right, it's no longer a left. It's about America first. So Lady Cherry, Lady Cherry Bomb says, I've never watched The War Room. I tried. It doesn't hold my attention. Tucker holds my attention. And she's right. And you and I talked about this before we came on. 
is yeah. it's he doesn't hold my attention either. Like I just can't. Tucker does hold my attention. I do watch Tucker because he makes me laugh. Honestly, he's just so yeah. candid uh-huh. about everything. But Tucker's a libertarian. Yeah, Tucker is a libertarian, so Tucker is fine. But this is kind of one of those things where like it goes back to this kind of stuff. The YouTubes and the if you if you can't watch the War Room, I can't watch the War Room. I'm so sorry, Mr. Libertarian, I can't. But I can talk to you. Like if I see something and I, I it's just it's all about staying out of the headlines. That's kind of the meat and potatoes of it. Do not believe everything that you see. Do not believe every headline. Make sure that you're looking things up. Make sure that you're looking for context. Make sure you're looking for for if if Joe Biden said something dumb, even on the even if we're talking about the right side, like the right side of the news, if it sounds like Joe Biden said something dumb or off color, go look. Like when he fell down the stairs, I'm like, there's no way that freaking happened. So, cause I saw it on TikTok. <clears throat> so then I went and I found the actual coverage and I'll, I'll be damned, he fell down the stairs. And if it grabs your attention enough, you need to go look before you throw it out there or start saying, oh my God, have you seen this? Or, oh my God, have you seen this? You need to check it. I do, I love Tucker too, he makes me laugh. The Benny Report is another one. I love Benny Johnson, I follow him on Instagram. Um, Benny does a lot of the Newsmax stuff, but he's kind of his own little guy. And he's got a really cute kid and he's got a really cute wife. But those are the two, like, those are kind of the two that I watch probably yeah, mainly. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying, saying War Room's all that. War Room does bring, I mean, he is, takes time to get used to. And, but it, it, the, the information is, is pretty solid and very on point. Uh, uh, Telegraph has become the new. Uh, Twitter, where you can follow all your conservative mm-hmm. people. Benny's good. I like him. I do like. Um, there's a couple other people out there. There's uh, um, and there's a list a lot more. I'm just suggesting is if, you know these are the things that I'm using right now as a tool. And American Voice. I mean, Newsmax is okay. Yeah. It's, it becomes more like a Fox News channel type yeah. thing. Yeah. American News, actually, the twelve o'clock show, she's actually pretty good. She, you know, there's a couple. The like, left, the are you talking about One America OAN? I know American Voice. Oh, American Voice. I watch Right Side Broadcasting too. Yeah, they're good too. The, what you don't want to do is get trapped in the, the the corporate media narrative, and that's how it works. Is the agenda, whatever the agenda, and it's not the political parties. You gotta understand the ruling class is ruling the United States, and that means that Bill Gates, the 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 Fauci's of the world, the Bidens, the Clintons, all these big names, the Bushes, the uh, I'm telling you, it's it's across the political spectrum, and you'd be surprised who actually has the influence of the United States, and they're the ones that peddle this information to the reporters. The reporters get the agenda. They know what's doing because it's because every political, every corporation that's that's out there. You have Paul Ryan who sits on the board of Fox. You have CNN, NBC, CBC, all those other, all those broadcasters have operatives in place, especially on the left side, that actually are peddling this information. So you're not really having true journalism. The right. days of Walter Cronkite. Is gone. Yeah, and I think everybody kind of knows 
you know, they just don't know where to go. And I know that I, I think a lot of us just kind of bounce all over. I do watch. So I do. I do watch CNN every now and then. like I do. I get pop ups from CNN because you can't get yourself into like this tunnel vision either. Like you need to know you need to know both aspects of what people are talking about before you can come to maybe your own conclusion as to what happened. Because every news station, even Steve Bannon, I mean, everybody, they're going to lean one way or another. And depending on how you feel, you're always going to lean one way or another. And so but just be very aware of not, that. But, but, but go on your issues. Right. If you believe in pro-life, then you should be pro-life. Uh, for example, Biden's, Biden's a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Catholic, you're not supposed to be abortionist you know should be for abortion. so i'm i'm catholic too but and i'm not for abortion but i understand that there are circumstances when abortions have to happen so that's where i don't i don't like the i don't do the labels i just don't i don't i am a catholic but i don't follow catholic i'm spiritual more than i am religious and so, right, right. but just because i'm middle ground on abortion doesn't make you know or i'm catholic i can't be understanding that's what that's where i think people get really confused and we talk about the left and the right and the libertarians and the centers and we have all these names and i get wrapped into this crap on talk and i get wrapped into this crap on instagram and realistically like i have my own ideas and my own opinions on all these different subjects all of it all of it i don't feel like the government should have any say in any kind of medical procedure whether it's a male or a female or a pandemic or a, a anything that's, I don't know why Fauci's up here or has having to sit in court, you know, or in front of these these senators. And, you know, that shouldn't be a thing. I'm glad he is because he's a piece of trash. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if he's going to be the one that's going to be running this whole pandemic and saving anybody, why is he sitting in front of Jim Jordan? Like, why they don't have, I don't feel like government has any place in when it comes to medical or doctors and i just don't think that they need to do that but they do and that because of big pharma because of regulations because of that needs to be i i can't count how many medications i've got put on because of of bureaucratic bullshit when it came to my insurance you know and that's on that has nothing to do with my with my multiple sclerosis that's got everything to do with these yeah, the bureaucratic side of it, these politicians with money, with regulations. And it's just, so I don't like the labels. I don't care if Biden's Catholic. I don't care if he's. Yeah, but the point I was making, though, I is know. You know, if you're the Catholic and you're the church and you're standing for the right of children of the unborn, but yet you're promoting this is the special interest group. This is the hypocrisy in our world. Right. But it didn't, not, shouldn't, it shouldn't not, be not, like that. I'm shouldn't be saying, a promotion. Right. And I'm not saying as an individual, you should vote what the Catholics say, but that's a, that's the same thing over and over again. You know, you're, you're, you're saying one thing, even BLM is actually contradicting to Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean there, there's so much contradiction. It's just unbelievable. It is. It it, 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 it it's contradiction that doesn't need to be contradiction. Like so, at the, at the end of the day, the best thing for anybody to do is to get to know your representatives. Yeah. And what I mean, get to know them. You want to be on their newsletters. You want to. Re- I mean, it gets annoying at times, but you want to quickly read what they're doing. 
So you know what's happening because then you are well educated what's happening. If you're no longer if you're no longer receiving that, then you can't be educated to talk about stuff. I mean, I go on and I go. Victoria's a prime example on TikTok. A lot of headlines, no substance. Mm-hmm. People argue with her, and what people don't realize, all you're doing is is arguing with somebody who has an emotional agenda. Right, because she's an emotional person, because she's right. in her early 20s. She's got a bleeding heart. Like, that's... Because I remember being that way. I remember being like, well, I don't understand why we can't just open the borders and let everybody come in when they're running away from these big, bad countries. Like, I remember being like that. And I, I remember not understanding the impact of what doing something like that. That's also when I was a big people pleaser. And I was also, like, apologizing for things to make situations better because I didn't want to, like, rock the boat. That's where she is. And, and we've talked about this on TikTok before, and she just hasn't had it. It just hasn't hit her yet. She hasn't no. had that kind of experience to... What's going to happen is most people who continue to vote party line forever. Like if you are consistently voting for party line and you keep consistently voting the same person that doesn't really represent your true values, but you still vote because it's the good of the party, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is at some point of time, a policy will pass and it will affect you in a very negative way. Right. But I think that doesn't happen until you're older, when you're really paying taxes and... Well, the first guy, he's a young guy, I stayed as 30 that I showed on TikTok, Mm -hmm. it had affected him right away. In fact, probably... This election year in 2020 has affected a lot of people. If we do not address the the November 3rd issue, elections after this is not going to become irrelevant. That's why it's so important today to get into your community, dive in, understand it, and just because 2020 is just around the corner and you think you have time to make adjustments, you don't. The, the grind starts now. It starts today. Moving that needle. And every single day you make efforts and you contact your neighbor and you, and you reach across the aisle and say, look, I don't care if you're a freaking Democrat. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you can say, look, I'm neither. You're the best when, it's best when you say to somebody, they say, oh, you're, Re- you're Republican or, or Democrat. And I say, no, I'm a libertarian. Immediately the conversation changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a stigma behind both names, essentially right now. Like in, I, so like on TikTok, I duetted the cat lady from Omaha. Somebody made her cry. She's a huge liberal, like a huge, like we don't agree on anything. And somebody, like a handful of people, got up in my shit about it and tagged me in a bunch of her videos. And I'm like, look, I did what I did because people made her cry. I don't give a crap what she believes. Don't make people cry. What is wrong with you? Knock it off. It doesn't matter if she's a Democrat. She doesn't deserve the hate that she was getting. I don't, everybody's so focused in their party lines and in their labels that they're like immediately, oh, you're a Republican. Okay, you know what? I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah, you know what? No, I voted for Donald Trump. I voted for the policies. I pushed for him to get elected because I knew what Joe Biden was about. And just, you know, the labels thing, that's got me fired up this week, I think. And that's where, because that's what creates the division. Like, if you want America first, and you could talk about, okay, the libertarian, but then there's the libertarian and the grassroots. And it's like, okay, well, why can't we just be America first? Like, why can't? I understand that we have to register as something, but 
why does the movement have to be a libertarian or a grass or green, you know, why can't we just be America first? Here's who we like. Here's who we're going to back. All of us, consecutive, you know, consecutively. It's if just you, if you look at if you look at from this perspective, it's about your community first, then your then your county, right? Then your state, then the nation. Right. The nation is always on the bottom. We've actually turned it around. Where nation first, mm-hmm. then state, then yours, then your county, and then your than your community. Because the nation is what gets the most coverage. And it's because it's the glamorous, it's the whatever you call it, it's the, the frizzles, it's all that. Right. And so we almost, you almost need somebody in your community or in your district or in your county to be like right. the news. To right. tell you what's going on and how to make changes so that it forces it through the state and then up into the federal. And that's a point that we should really make. I, you know, if anybody on here takes action... I encourage you to do a TikTok and tag me, take take Chip Rack. We want to know your progress. We want to share your story to our audience and build this voice so we get louder and louder and louder. The louder we become, and and you're not being politically divisive. You're not creating content that is, you know, very controversial. What you're doing is you're doing a personal perspective. You can say, hey, my congressman in this, you don't have to be very specific. You can just, if you don't want to get too specific, you can say, hey, my con- my congress in this area is focusing on uh, voter law, and this is what they're working on. I sent them an email saying that I totally agree, and I got 15 people to work on that. You know, if you share stories like that, the more stories we share, it becomes contagious, and it starts with one. Good. And I think that's a really good note to end on. We're already going <laughs> like an hour and 40 minutes. I try to keep these under an hour, but I think that's a really good note to end on. I think I'm going to think on that for a little bit because we had talked about this little group and stuff. And I think kicking it off and, and getting like a TikTok chain going. And that could be anybody. It could be Democrats, too. It could be the cat lady from North Omaha. You know what I'm saying? Like she could do it as well. And I would do at her. I would say, well, look at her. She reached out. Because this is about action more so than it is about party lines. This is about getting people that are actually being affected by the policies getting involved so that they could change the policies to to better their lives. I could listen for two hours more. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> so I like TikTok. It's a minute. Um, but I think I think I do. I need to wrap this up because I do have other stuff I got to do today. But Mr. Libertarian, thank you for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I just take action, action, action. Okay. The more we do, the more we can be heard. Remember, education is building a nation, and it starts with you. I agree. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. You guys have a great rest of your day. And as always, it starts with you, then everybody else. Okay? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Are we off? We are off. I gotta work on my ending. Oh, and we're still going on the podcast. Bye, people on the podcast. Have a good day.